Hey girls and gays. Hey girls, hey gays. Welcome back to another episode of I Said What I Said. I Said What I Said. This is the podcast where we close the gap between who we are and who we want to be. And where we are and where we want to be. I am your host, Mukundwa. And I am your co-host with the most, Nyakwezi. And today, oh gosh, we've got such a smart community. Um, <laughs> we asked for y'all to send in topic ideas. And one of you, we're, we're working our way through all of them. Yeah. But one of them was contentment versus ambition. And that was fascinating to me. Um, what a clever girl and gay. I know. I yeah. kind of didn't think there was much to it at first. And then a whole bunch of questions spawned out of this one. Yeah. So we're going to have an episode about that, about contentment versus ambition. Does any of them, in what ways do both of them help or hinder? And in what context, in what ways do, is there such a thing as being ambitious with our relationships? Yeah. Or, and how is, yeah, how is this all linked? So I think we're going to see all the like little what do you call them? All the offshoots of this question are just going to be teased out in this episode. Yeah. So enjoy. Yay. Okay, so let's begin, Mukundra, by asking you, like, what are you ambitious about? Ooh. Do you have any ambitions? <laughs> or are you just do, a basic What do you bitch? think? Do you think I... <laughs> I actually want to throw that back at you. Mukundra. <laughs> okay, not yet. Is it too early? Hashtag too soon. No, you can. If you want to, you can. I'm ready. I, I stay mm-hmm. ready. What do you think I'm ambitious about? Do you think I'm ambitious and about what? Oh, it was going to be about you. And then I'll answer the same for you. What do I think you're ambitious about? Well, I actually don't. I mean, I think you want to, your ambitions seem a bit arbitrary. Like they are, you don't have like an overarching theme or um, that you're reaching to. It's just like, have a house, have a car, have friends, eat good food. Be happy, enjoy yourself, go to CrossFit, look cute. You know, it's like a, I, I don't know an overarching, like, I want to be an astrophysicist and like everything in your life is leading towards that or a, or, you know, a millionaire or to have a business, you know, those big goals. Yeah. yeah. So that's a long way to say you think I'm a bum. I do. But, but, and I'm that's, not, but that on that. <laughs> that's that on that. Join us next um, week. <laughs> Uh, no, like a modern bum, like yeah. an ethical bum. Ooh, ethical bum. Yeah. I love that phrase. Yeah, actually, I love an it too. An ethical bum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I used to be very ambitious, Um, very ambitious in high school, then very ambitious in uni, and then very ambitious after. I wanted to be a businesswoman, um, like a director, and have a bunch of startups. That really interested me. I wanted to make loads of money. As a kid, I've always been interested in the finer things. Like, I've not enjoyed slumming it. I've always been, not even bougie, but just, like, excess. I love, if I want a second slice of cake, we should be able to afford it. Yeah. If I want, like, I I should have what I want. Yeah. Um. And that changed really recently when I realized that the goalpost always shifts. And unfortunately, ambition has its payoff in the future. So when you're ambitious, you have to have an eye for the future. And when you're looking to the future, you often miss the cyclicalness of the present, as well as the fact that you've already reached your goals. And when you don't realize that, you have, um, what's the opposite of contentment? Resentment. No, not at all. Discontentment. What do you mean with the opposite? Like <laughs> you're unsatisfied. How can you say, what do I, how can you ask me, what do I mean about <laughs> I literally must. Oh, what's if that? you're unsatisfied, it's an antonym. What's the opposite? Yeah, dissatisfaction. I think we're just so grossly dissatisfied because we think we haven't reached our goals. But in so many ways, everybody, me, you, everyone listening, us being here today is reaching further than where we thought we would have a year ago or two years ago. But you can't realize that if you're planted in the future, if your ambition overrides mm. any sort of like presence. So now, all that to say, um, now. I agree with you. Yes, I am very, my ambition is pleasure and that has offshoots. So one thing that's really pleasurable sounding is to have a home. Mm. So I'm saving towards a home. That is a long-term goal, but it's ultimately pleasure. And the journey is also pleasurable in learning how to manage money and be respectful to it. So I'm ambitious about small things. Like I really want to go scuba diving in Durban. I'm ambitious about that. Ambitious about eating nicely. I'm, I've got a lamb stew, um, like slow cooking right now. I, I'm ambitious about live about pleasure. Very. 
and it makes it interestingly that makes it hard for me to excel so or yeah pushing the needle in certain directions is tricky so we've talked about this in our weight um episodes where i struggle so much to lose weight because it's not fun it's not pleasurable and it's probably not my own ambition and it's not it's not even that the, the process is not ple- pleasurable but the mindset that you have to get into to want to lose weight is negative like you have to be dissatisfied with yourself to want to change or oh, that's how it feels yeah, yeah yeah you know to want to change it and then when you go to the gym or whatever it's like i'm going to beat this fat body into submission right. fat is sweat crying and the pleasure is so far in the future. Oh, no, the weight. other way around. Sweat is fat crying. <laughs> what did you call it? I said fat is sweat crying. Like the oh, sweat is like, God. no, please. Um, the payoff of weight loss is also just too far in the future. Yeah. Like it's one to two years yeah. unless you're really going to do yeah. the unhealthy route. But then also... And then into- when you get there, you've got all these mental issues and like body dysmorphia anyway. And that's the thing because you were so focused on the future mm. that when you went from a size 18 to a size 10, it's still not enough. You want to be a size six now. Mm. So that's the issue with ambition. Um, but just to add another point, I had such a good one. Oh, that actually, interestingly, ambition requires for me a level of self-loathing as well. Any kind of change. So weight loss all the way to like... Wait a minute, career ambition? A little bit. A character improvement, like me wanting to be a better me, requires a little bit of self-loathing for you to not be dis- not be satisfied with where you are now. But and that's that so hard for me to conjure. I Well, what's the difference between being dissatisfied with who you are? Okay, well... Do you want me to define self-loathing? Yes. And tell me in the context of like um, personal improvement, like, you know, self-help stuff. Yeah. So self-loathing, it's just a, it's a nice word to just say dissatisfied. It's for me the same thing. When you're dissatisfied with yourself, there's not really much of a difference. Loathing is is a really like heavy word. Yeah. But, um, it fits. So what, what do I mean is that for you to want to change that means you're not satisfied with what it is currently mm. but the difference with improving your personhood is that the benefits are almost immediate so me becoming a more agreeable person in our household means that me and you get along it means that you love me more it means that we have more harmony that payoff is mm. much shorter than weight loss and so i find myself it's much easier to be ambitious in terms of self-dev than it is to be in terms of anything that's really way in the future okay all right okay your personhood is like who you are yes like my character and then but then how is that different from um like i want to meditate every day to be peaceful or whatever so my goal is to like not have anxiety and to be peaceful how but i need to meditate and i have to do that every day for three four months like how is that how is that different if it's still this future goal of in the future, I will be a calm, collected person. Oh, but don't, well, you probably are in the best place to tell us because I feel like you are really big on your mindfulness practices. I find that th- those are have an immediate reward and the reward gets bigger as you get better. But like mm. doing yoga now as a, a novice, I get the reward immediately. feels good. You do yoga? I'm not starting this with you. What about, but she comes on this podcast <laughs> and lies to you. That's anyway. Let me, why don't I talk? I want to describe the ways I think you're ambitious. Oh, okay. You think I'm ambitious? I honestly feel like you think that I'm just this jellyfish floating in life with all these like impossible dreams and then, oh, unicorn. And then I rush off in that <laughs> direction. And then two years pass and I'm 37 and oh, but my, you know, my nebulous dream. No, I don't think you have impossible dreams. I just think, I think the realism of the journey sometimes might not be um accounted for right and for me that's um that is the dream is the journey yeah so that's for example for example like being a yogi no or no something. no um i have to think about that we can return to that okay. it'll come to me probably okay. yeah um i think i think your your mo is like positivity and yeah. you don't acknowledging like i guess challenges or that things could fail or yeah. the the dark side of trying to achieve anything yeah. isn't like what you enjoy doing but no. that's so much of the journey is both the duality and for me the fact that you don't accept duality means that you probably won't experience things because they, everything has duality so i think that's what i mean i really well still don't understand no i understand and i disagree entirely or or, or or no it's the the duality thing like i just I can't. Yep. 
you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, it's your oh. conclusion that I won't then experience something. Yo, for me to now come and say, yes, yes, life is suffering, as Alain de Botton says, like life is suffering for everyone and everyone's upset and miserable. Oh, Jesus. To get but once to... you get to experience that, and once you know that, then you can move. But it just doesn't feel like, what kind of life is that? I'm I'm miserable. This is horrible. And I'm going to carry on anyway. It just... Uh, but you're feel... both at the same time. Mm. You're both lonely and surrounded by loved ones. You're both sad and happy to be alive. So then for me, it's then, so why bother with the sad part? Then just be happy and move. Because I can't hold both at the same time. It's like now I have to keep remembering and oh. dipping back into, oh yes, but remember... This sad, this happiness isn't isn't all bliss, which I guess is what the Buddhists say, like everything passes and I don't know, whatever. Okay. And I just don't, why I keep dipping back there? But maybe that's why I keep getting shocked when I am lonely and it throws me into depression and I spiral because I only let myself get taken up and I only believe the good things. Okay. I understand that. And I think the choices, I think the two choices we all have. It's either you can choose Nyak's way, which is high highs because you live in the high and then equally low lows because then that's also a shock every time yeah or maybe kind of more in the middle where the high is tempered by the low and the low is tempered by the high so none of them are too extreme yeah do you know what i hope will happen is that my high highs i'll have my high highs and then when a low comes i'll remember oh but wait my reality is the high so it's okay this will pass and then i'll go back to the highs so i don't want to live in that midpoint where it's tempered i don't want my highs to be tempered i just want my life to be yeah 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 i think it's semantics as well i think definitely yeah i have a feeling you're saying what all the people you really admire abraham i have been you're saying the same thing and i'm saying the same thing it's just the meaning we attach to temperedness or things like that i think we're probably on the same page i'd have to think about that because abraham does talk about um basically from what i understand living in bliss but then she also does talk about um, contrast having its place and it's necessary and actually be happy for contrast contrast being yeah. the things that you don't like or unpleasant circumstances because they show you um the that the opposite of that is actually what is in your truth so do you accept contrast are you appreciative of it no no no, no. really yeah wait no but okay but if you okay so i you know intellectually obviously that without contrast nothing exists without like black there's no white without white there's no black Without sadness, we wouldn't understand happiness. That's just on a scientific level. We um, wouldn't know what life was like. You know what I mean? I Do understand I that you're saying it, oh, okay. but I know that I haven't internalized that. I reject. I reject. So what's going to happen when sadness. things like your parents die? That's going oh, to finish you. I've been worried about that since they were 50. But how, how so is that, a, good, how is for that 20 a life? years, I've been living in anxiety no, then, of my parents dying. How, so you think you're not living at all? That's terrible. No, absolutely. You're right. Wait, so then why don't you come to the, open up to the dark side? Like like intellectually, are you are you interested in, in coming over this side? Don't use intellectually. As in like, can you, experientially you don't feel it, but surely you know you'll have to come over because you will be rocked. If you think you experience the worst in life, you have 70 more years. <laughs> it is the only getting is, crazier. I don't want to live life kind of sad because i know it's bad <laughs> it's no but that's i don't want to be kind of sad i just want to be happy <laughs> kind of sad no okay experientially that's not how it is so oh so from a pessimist tell me i'm not a pessimist. that's so can you guys imagine <laughs> that's so interesting that's actually dangerous the fact that where you're standing i could be a pessimist and i'm the biggest optimist on the planet that's the thing that i don't get like you're the biggest pessimist and then oh, really? like yeah a butterfly will get squashed and you'll cry like you yeah but you're such a like a lovely a loving thing but you're so horrible at the same time hmm. not horrible but like your reality is just harsh and unnecessary oh really like it could be yeah i think so i think it yeah. could be brighter it could be but I don't, hmm. at the same time what where why where i think your like realism is just unnecessarily negative uh -huh. um you have so much faith in people and in life and in situations and you know that i don't yeah is that is it, i'm so concerned that my stew is burning uh, it's this, on one this lamb is coming between us go check your lamb go check your lamb should i check it yeah okay thank you so much guys hmm so do you, as a yes or no, do you think I have more faith in people than you do? 
This is just so it's yes. just so odd. Yes, you do. Like you're shocked when people act like idiots, but I expect them to be idiots. I feel like, yeah, our personalities contrast in the weirdest ways. Like, you'd expect that from you. And I've got, like, unicorns all over my laptop. And so you think I'm the one that runs around believing in everyone. Well, I guess the thing is, I I think it's fundamentally what's life here for. And for me, what I truly believe is that I'm just a sea urchin. I'm a sponge, a sea sponge. And the only purpose that God put me here, God meaning whatever you want it to mean, um, is just to experience, like to experience what it is to have heartbreak and to lose a parent and to be sick and then experience the bliss of finding who I think is a soulmate and having a baby and having money. It's literally just that I have all these olfactory senses and I have the capability to experience. So my duty here is to stretch that to the best of my ability. So for Elon Musk, that is, I've done a lot here. I want to try go to space. And for him, that's him stretching like humans, that's what we do. We just try to push the boundaries of our own personal and like community um, wide limits. And that's it. And then you die. So you is, get to space and you die. And that is it. And you've and that is it. And you're forgotten. So then going back, this is a segue, but going back to your Instagram story, why the hell do I need to choose between Elon Musk's spaceship and eat his toenail crust cheesecake? No, or- you're doing it the service. I said, and I'm disgusted. You need to go to her story to be triggered. No, I'm blocking everybody, by the way. I said, okay, Elon, the second last spaceship is off to Mars. All you have to do is eat a cheesecake, a vegan, a gluten-free cheesecake. It is gluten-free because the crust is made out of uh, Elon Musk toenails. And it is vegan because he used his phlegm as a binding agent. That's not vegan, by the way. It's an animal product. I wanted to correct you. Oh, really? You're having too much Human, fun. Yeah, like bees, honey. So then, they don't, how do vegans feed their babies? Do they use, do they give them milk? Uh-huh. I got you. Yeah, okay, you thought. Yeah. You and Bobo, no, answer me, me, me today. And, we're going to come back. We're going to come back. Bobo, conference call. Yeah, Bobo. Are you vegan if you suck dick? <laughs> come, come. We want answers hey, today. where's she going to get her protein? Today, call her. <laughs> call, call Bobo. So, and then people just pick, people like, no, I'd rather go on a faulty spaceship, like the one afterwards. That's, me. That's 4% off yeah. its landing pad. Dumb. If we've already fucked up this planet, then what does it matter? Let me rather, <laughs> let me get flown, thrown out of the spaceship in mid space and freeze to death. It's a wonderful death. You are ridiculous. You're going to land on Mars. It's going to be hot. You're going to suffer. You're going to have to dig the earth, try to grow things. The Martians are going to come try to eat you. You're going to bleed. No. Mars is a little hectic. It's a bit no, of ghetto. You should, no. Everyone should watch Mars on Netflix. <laughs> But right, yeah, yeah, I think, um, so what... Actually, I have a question for you. Oh, I had one for you. Okay, okay. what's yours? And I'll ask mine and we'll, well see what's mine is that, so is that then, does that encompass your, the ceiling of your ambition? And ceiling in a good way, like that is the bubble in which your ambition fits in. Um, that life is to be lived and... Yeah. S- <laughs> of course, because I will never run out of things to do. If life's to be lived, they are so... Yes, do you know on my I have a bucket list I read the other day and I screamed out loud in the office and <laughs> shut my laptop. Literally one of the on the first ten things it was eat bottomless chicken wings. Oh. Um have a I remember this list. Yeah. It I was like that. to kiss is a certain person I really want to kiss. Celebrity um, or real? A real. A person I want to kiss oh. that I know. It was having sex in the forest. It was getting a dog. Like my list is just nice stuff. That's World War. Can they hear that? That's World they War Three again. You're getting drafted. I think now darling. we're on to what four or five. Yeah, yeah. you're getting drafted this right away. This is because y'all kept on eating your plastic straws. Now we're going to war. No, it's literally because of Donald Trump. My darling. So, what do you think life? What's the purpose of life for you? Like as you live it, or as you want to live it. So this is the conundrum. I know that the purpose of life is to experience. And from a philosophical point of view, it's for, we are all, we are all connected and it's for this, the entirety of us to just experience and push that experience. So my duty here is to experience infinitely, like you've just said. Having said all of that, I still have then the human um, anxieties and pressures of needing to be better and other than I am or in a different place. So Mm -hmm. I'm currently grappling with how am I content with with where I am with who I am and where I am 
um, even though, you know, it's a tight month financially. Mm. Um, I don't have all the, you know, I don't have all the fittings in the lounge that I want. Like I don't have, mu- you know, enough money or um, enough friends or I can see all the lack in my life. Mm. How am I content with it at the same time? Okay. But you don't have to be. But then, so I don't understand how that ties in with your definition of life is just here to be lived. To me, that says, and therefore to be content with it all. Okay. Um, no. So, so we were listening, we listened to a podcast by Tim Ferriss. He's way too hectic for me, but check him out. By hectic, she means idiotic. No, he just, I always feel like I've walked into him having like a split from, a break from reality. (laughs) Um, and he's interviewing Alain de Botton. We'll link it. Who is literally Zaddy. Who is my father. <laughs> he's Nyak Zaddy, my father. And he says, I think a lot of us, and I didn't realize this. I'll fuck your daddy. <laughs> are you finished? Was that out of place? That was out of Do line. Do you to delete that? No, you keep that. People need to know who you are. You keep that in. <laughs> okay, carry on. So he said that a common misconception is that to be content means to lose ambition. Whereas to be content just means, I actually don't know what it means, but it doesn't mean not to lose ambition. So I was probably swerving in traffic. <laughs> I can tell you what my thoughts on that are, like contentment versus ambition. Yes. So I do think that that is a, a common misconception in that if you're happy with where you are, that means that you shouldn't want anything more. I wonder if I'll just contradict myself through this whole podcast. We will. We will, hey? Okay, yeah. get ready. Strap strap down, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, girls and guys, strap down. Um, <laughs> but transphobic <laughs> cancelled. You're cancelled. Bye. Oh, no. Need a new host. Well, isn't there like an island of cancelled folks now? I swear. Yes, it's a fun island. you can join Kanye and Azealia, darling. And um, what's Piers my girl? Morgan. What's my British girl that just got cancelled? British, oh, and you love her. Yeah, the one that advocate for everyone. Oh, Jamila. Jamila Jamil. We'll go. That's another topic. I'm about to roast you for roasting her. Oh, great. Because she is my homegirl. Leave Jamila. Sorry, you interrupted. I was interrupted by you and the kids. So, um, but I think that for me, being content with life means ah, to be ambitionless is being um, disenchanted and bored, but not uncomfortable enough to change a situation. Contentment means for me, means being engaged, inquisitive, and enchanted with life, and therefore open to um, new possibilities, directions, and inspirations. Therefore, by by the very nature of that state, life changes, and life grows, and life goes to different places. So um, having, being content means that your life if if we take ambition like your definition, Mukundwa, mm-hmm. then you're like then you you have almost the ultimate ambition. Like then your ambition is on I don't know if one hundred, but your ambition is switched on, and you do change and grow and move and do and experience. I see. Yes. And just to add for myself, mind you, I don't think being um, without ambition is a problem, or that ambition's a good thing. I don't think it's good or bad. I think it just is whatever you've decided the flavor of your life's going to be. Right. Like I think it's really okay. I meet a lot of, I've seen a lot of people who seem ambitionless, but I think, as you said, actually, Nyak, sometimes it feels like they feel like they've been dealt a, a hard card by life. Yeah. And for, it intersects, of course, with like class and race as well. Yeah. So when I meet someone who's scanning my stuff at a till, they just seem so drained. And I think it is so hard to jump from middle class to upper, not a problem, but from working to middle is so much effort and when you can't see a way out and when you can't see how exactly you're supposed to become all these things that you've never even seen before that can make you listless so actually i think there's a difference between um lack of ambition by circumstance and lack of ambition by choice um but not that yeah but what you've said though it's when you say you're supposed to be all these things that you've never seen i think that's for me that's probably part of the problem is that the point isn't to be anything other but it's to be as much you as you can um and mm-hmm. but but the um what's it called like that peace of mind or an even peace of being to reach that place does require maybe for me it would require being um above at least the base level of the maslow's hierarchy of oh a hundred yeah 
So before that, then I can't. A hundred percent. I was thinking like with our salaries now, with planning and thoughtfulness, yeah, I can fit everything I, I would ever want into yes. my salary. I can yeah. have a house. I can buy a car. If you don't have a salary that can fit in those things and you want those things, um, or you just even comfort, like just affording your medical aid and affording to Correct. take your kids to school. Yeah. Uh, that's a very different, we're obviously not speaking to or have any understanding of like what that's like and how yeah. ambition plays in there. Um, but us as middle-class people, we, contentment is very much on the horizon. If you want it, you can reach out and, and touch it. Yeah. And actually I think the, the source of my discontentment is being, um, middle-class almost like I've, I have everything that I need objectively. I have everything mm. that I need mm. and I'm not struggling by by those means. Um, and so when mm. I have been complacent, it's because, you know, I, I haven't had external factors pushing. Now the drive needs to come from within. Now it really is about living my life. I think, yeah, that's it. Actually, I've just cracked it for myself. I think it's overwhelming. Yeah, well, I actually did tell you this maybe a year ago. So Well, you... when the student is ready, the teacher <laughs> shall appear. So you should have backed on <laughs> I think one thing I'm so grateful for is not being born um, rich. Really grateful. I think that the big... <laughs> I really could have done this. <laughs> Just conscious parents. I want rich, but like hippie conscious parents. Is that You're too much such to such a joker. Yeah, two things I'm grateful for is not being a celebrity and not being rich. I think those are the biggest curses. Right. And the biggest prisons. Yeah. I think honestly having less, being... Uh, well, just ha- being in Squala is a much more... Uh, 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 riveting you've and never like, been in squalor no, no, but I've also never been rich this is just all me you don't guessing. glamorize poverty just because you've never been there I haven't glamorized it but I've also but how can you say that why only for poverty why not for richness why because, don't you let me land let me land okay, guys land, land, land. yeah so I think there's much more like like look at the guy who created Buddhism he was bored to death by how rich he was and he's like fuck I need to do <laughs> something so the fuck let me just start like a thing let me do a thing guys Everyone come to my party because you're so <laughs> fucking bored. And like a lot of the spirit, you are, you would, you are closer to having a spiritual awakening, realizations about what really matters yeah. when you are not a celebrity and when you are not rich. Those things are so damaging to your sense of um, what matters in a way that you just, it's not the yeah. same when you're hand to mouth and upwards in my opinion that like, I wouldn't know about but then Gwyneth is a celebrity and she had a spiritual awakening yes she did she did she was oh um, I was just trying to trigger y'all but I guess it's I know you true. have triggered the people sorry guys I think she's it found her purpose um, and whether we find it ridiculous or not is one thing whether it's for us or not is one thing but she's found she's trying to make meaning in a world where I she see. was born having so much I and see. she's so bored of it right, right, right. fair enough hmm I think look I think ultimately distraction distractions are like uh important and so capitalism and having to work and ha- and wanting things is important for movement so that we just keep doing and keep experiencing and on the way to wanting a big house and a big car and a whatever you have all these experiences and then you die at the end maybe before you get the house or just after but you've had because you've wanted something you've been pushed to move and by moving you experience so for me that's why it's important the um level of slavery that is working the level of slavery that is capitalism is that we are pushed to move are there other systems that we could move within i'm sure they are but we're, we're not discussing that, that is today. so interesting okay question on that so so from what you're saying what occurred to me now is that possibly capitalism and needing to work and that kind of trap is um a necessary distraction, as you say, so that we can move and along the way, discover, discover. But then once you realize that it is, um, it is a, a trap or a system, you call it a distraction, you can push through and choose your, either choose your own distractions or choose to engage directly with what you're being distracted from, um, which is okay. the, where an existential crisis then comes. Okay. You you probably will reach one along the course, you know, in, in the hamster wheel of capitalism. Like when you're, is it 50, 55, midlife crisis? I've gotten, um, you have one. But when you're out of that system, I think the crises, correct me if I'm wrong, would come a lot. If you're out of that system and and pursuing what you believe like is the meaning of your whole being yeah, here, yeah. those crises come hard and fast, bro. I agree. I So I think firstly, capitalism was not, did not have the intentionality <laughs> that um might have been implied or that I inferred from what you said about right. like this benevolent um rat race <laughs> to help us reach 
help us reach enlightenment. Definitely not. That's where I that's think... where we differ. Like I believe it's benevolent. Like the energy behind it all knew what was up. Oh yes, if you're talking about God, yes, the creator of this of of what is sure, but not the creators of capitalism. Correct. They were no. just pawns. Yeah, and I think that was, and that's why I talk about wealth as a curse because it's so interesting if all of us who are listening now think about two years ago when you had nothing now you're i'm sure all of us believe we were underpaid and we could earn more and if we just had a little bit more a year ago a year and a half ago you were earning much less you never thought you'd be here now that you're here you still have the same expenses they've increased you're still dissatisfied right so all of us the more we get the more we want if we're not like conscious about it and so rich people create these systems um to protect their wealth they get a million dollars and think but what if the market crashes tomorrow. Let me make five to protect the one. Then they get five and they're like, no, 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 but I need to diversify. And that's why people just have more and more and more because they're trying to protect their wealth. And so that's capitalism. Um, that's my opinion. I rather, I don't think that is cap. That's what I think it is. That's what I think is happening. Is the problem with capitalism. Well, that's what I think the problem is with not being content. If rich people were content, you'd hit two million. You'd be like, that's enough. Yeah. That's actually enough. I can just get, you know, I can live off the what's it called off the residual residual it's called the another interest word. i can just live off the interest that's fine but no you have to make 10 million to protect the two you have to make up it doesn't it literally just doesn't end people don't yeah. stop at one property they own five yeah billionaires keep going it doesn't it just yeah. doesn't end um it's fascinating and we look at these rich people and think you're so greedy isn't it enough but look at yourself yeah. you were earning five thousand rand last year now you're earning 12 you're still unhappy yeah how could you have explained this to the, your five thousand rand self that you don't double and still want more you yeah. wouldn't understand it yeah. so we've all got this thing and that's why contentment's important is that or that's what the place contentment has um uh-huh. but in terms of you were saying about capitalism and engaging and um crises right having what are they called having like an existential crisis existential crises mm. i believe the existential crisis comes from disalignment so oh. when you are plugged into capitalism but see it as flawed and faulty and one differently there's a crisis because you're not doing one or the other properly like right. fully so if you your mind is unplugged ideally your body would be unplugged too Right. And then all these people you follow, tiny house people who are obsessed with sustainability, but somehow still have YouTube channels. Interesting. Um, I know this extreme minimalist I follow puts out a YouTube video like every week. Yeah. Like the more you align yourself, mind and body, I think the less you have a crisis. But if you're plugged into this rat race and are thinking outside of it, that creates dissonance all the time. And like I've plugged back into it because I understand the benefit it has in my life. I enjoy moving and enjoy experiencing things and don't and understand what would happen if i unplugged and understand what would happen if there wasn't slave labor for my quality of life and so i understand that fortunately or unfortunately i've been born with a certain set of certain set of circumstances i have and they benefit me so yes i'll dismantle systems around me to a point to a point they benefit me but at a point i can't self-cannibalize i don't I don't think I have that interest or that benevolence to, yeah, like dismantle systems yeah. that are benefiting me. And so that's why patriarchy I'll dismantle. Yeah, easy. I'm a woman. That's yeah. fine. When it comes to like capitalism, like, but, and I don't think that that's you just like plugging back in. Um, to me, that feels like now you're using it properly. Like you are, like you've transcended it. No, and, and <laughs> hear me out, hear me okay, out. Okay, let's hear you out. You've transcended it because, again, I come from a place where I believe absolutely everything is here for me to flourish. Even capitalism, even the patriarchy, like everything, okay. everywhere that I am is here for me to flourish. So the fact that you have, you've gone and you've done all your soul searching and you're like, I want pleasure and... I can have pleasure in these ways and capitalism can help me do this that will bring me pleasure for me is transcending the system and then plugging back in. So that for me, that makes sense. Otherwise, what are you going to go create a whole new system outside of that? Yes. um, That is, that is an option. So when people say it's impossible, like what can I do if I don't engage in capitalism? What must you go live in the forest? Yes, you must. (laughs) That is a choice. And you've said no to it. Like have that ownership and accountability to know you could have chosen differently, but you chose not to. It's okay. Have it. Mm -hmm. Um, when you're saying all the circumstances are here for you to flourish, they are, but it doesn't mean the circumstances are, 
um, quote unquote right or pleasurable. It just means you learn from benefit off them. So if somebody, if someone we love died in a freak accident, that is a circumstance we ultimately can kind of grow from, but it doesn't mean the circumstance itself was like a pleasure. So I, I, what I'm saying is it doesn't mean all circumstances are, all circumstances are right if you mean for your mm. like soul's development, mm. but not necessarily right in the experience of them. That, and that's what, that's what I now still need to make peace with because I still want to say, no, no, no. When it's possible, when my mom dies to be happy because now I'm, ha- you know, I, if I'm sad, it's because I'm sad for myself, what I've lost. But if it's actually about her, I'm happy that she's transcended. She's now free of this um, physical cage. Mm. Um, I'm happy for all the things she's given me. Like, so I still want that to be the reality. But um, as you're speaking, like I'm slowly understanding how it's possible to make peace with no cry your eyes out for three months. It's fa- like, it's fine. You will, you will still transcend. You will still heal. You will still move forward. It doesn't, the fact that it hurts to have lost your mom or your dad or who someone close to you isn't bad. Mm. I think that that's what I struggle with. Okay. I just want it to be good, good, good. And that, yes. yes. And I think that's probably also part of why I have my periodic breakdowns is because, you know, shit sucks sometimes. And why yeah. does it suck? And what am I doing wrong? And how am I failing so badly at this that yeah. life should suck? That's not me. And that's how, that's what we were kind of, we were getting. So we've got an episode about Gwyneth. Um, My white witch king, queen. Yes. Her. <laughs> that's what we were trying to get at about. Does the language of spirituality confuse us more than help us? A lot of people who are into, into spirituality have the same confusion as us. When we oh. hear words like transcend and reach nirvana and like transcend the human experience, we're, we confuse ourselves with that to be a good spiritual person or right. to be our fullest selves and things don't move us. That's like to be Buddha-like is not to be moved. And I don't think I'm learning that it's not that, that actually mm. my job is to be as human as possible um, and to be a good human, which means to to feel because that's what I've been, those are the tools I've been given. I wouldn't be given these if I wasn't meant to use them. Right. So it doesn't mean that if I feel things, great anger and great happiness and great grief and great joy, it means I'm not like an enlightened person. I think if anything, leaning into them and like allowing yourself and being grateful for the fact that you've been placed in a vessel that can do that. Like slugs cannot do that. We are so, we're oh. blessed to have this range. Our yeah. cat can't really do it. it he stops at a, at a point. He, he can't does. have the full range. And he range. starts licking his anus. Yeah, like he's he has done. licking his anus. Like there was a time I, I had the biggest exorcism at night. I was weeping my eyes out when I, I was like recounting a lot of like, just like violent situations I've put myself in with men and I yeah. cried and he did nothing. He didn't even comfort me. Mm. So he has no range. Oh, I'm sorry. I started laughing because I knew the end of that story. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Now started. you look like a dickhead, don't you? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's that, interesting. That was quite a breakthrough for me. Like I oh. wasn't ready. I mean, I guess I can tell the girls yeah. are gays. Like I was not ready to, I, I alluded to it last week, but I had a difficult conversation with my dad mm. and I just didn't want alluded. to Alluded. You fully... <laughs> <laughs> showed you a whole ass about it I i'm love sorry it. you are now my therapists no good. but um yeah it's i didn't i wanted to avoid having a conversation with him because i didn't want to go to that place um i didn't want to go to that place before i was ready to be um like an even keel about it but talking now makes me think it's okay to embrace the range of emotions that i will go through and mm. that'll be i'll be angry and i'm allowed to also laugh and joke with him because we have a great sense of humor together we are the funny ones in the family and you know and just go th- and allow all of those to be and be this full flawed perfect human being yeah like to you've done your job if you are as human as humanly possible in yeah. this lifetime you've done your job like I, I love that heaven. so much to be as human as humanly possible. Literally. Bitch, I'm writing that down. Thank you. Look at you. And that means, and in a day to day, what does that mean? Is that the normal thing to do when you're in your car driving to work is yeah. when the beggar comes up to your door, you know, you don't look at them, you look straight at to dare yourself to look someone in the eye and like acknowledge them mm. to not be afraid of like feeling. That's like a practical way or to extend some empathy or to show a bit of emotion a bit more emotion than you would have with your partner or to be vulnerable that's to be human is to be vulnerable so just and the for more me we it's do also that. to say to say no to not you know just to be okay with being disagreeable and yeah. 
Yeah. And not need to guard myself when saying no, but just to be vulnerable and know, and it's fine. Yeah. I think, and I love that. I think I'd even summarize that as to know that you might negatively impact people by putting yourself first and that that's okay. Yeah. And that it's a dance between all of us putting ourselves first and then putting other people first and then all of us negatively and positively, positively impacting each other and to embrace that, that that doesn't change. I love it. Mm. Oh my gosh. Jeez, you're very eloquent, Converts. It's intimidating. Yeah. You're getting hot under the collar. I am. <laughs> Where's my man? It's it's Valentine's Day. Oh. You know what? I have a theory. I've never had a boyfriend or a partner uh-huh. on Valentine's ever. Day. Ever. Ever. Like I've always and I've, I'm I'm telling you, that. I did the work. In high school I did the work. And then I only ever got a boyfriend just before or I broke up over Christmas. So I've always been single man. over Valentine's watch so now my secret theory is the guy that i have or the person that i hutchinson. have in my life, hutchinson oh, i had a dream it was something else wait no finish this okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway the person that i have over valentine's will be the person oh oh that's Which so is actually, sweet that's sweet it just sounds like such bullshit let's talk about our romance about. what are our romance ambitions one of mine is to be um have a kiss under mistletoe i actually just want a good Hard. Yeah, come on, man. Don't be, come on. You're so unclassy, darling. To. You want a good hard seeing to. Yes. You want attending to. You want to be spatchcock chicken after I, that. I, you want your hip flexes to be ruined. Your hip bones to be dislocated. Is it too much to ask? Your your joints and your knees to be I want written. You want a hip replacement, knee replacement. My womb to be excavated. Excavated, pulled out, rearranged. <sighs> I would. I'm also ready. I'm ready for. Why do you want to kiss someone under mistletoe? Do you know how far you got to drive to get mistletoe? Fly. Can't you get mistletoe in game? No. Game is like, sat. What is it? Target. Target. (laughs) Okay. Well, no. I want to kiss under the mistletoe. I actually see. I have this vision. Why under the mistletoe? Okay. All the stuff that I missed as a as a I was. I just did not have a romantic experience as a kid. I I never did. My first romance at 19 was my first kiss. Like that's when it started for me. That's what. How was your first kiss, by the way? Oh my god, it was a skinny, this like white nerd, yeah, and he'd studied maths, so he was definitely. Oh my god, that is the like most uncool. That is my fantasy. He was dressed terribly. Oh my god! And he danced like he was. Have you seen someone tasered? If you just go and <laughs> type ta- tasered on hashtag tasered on Insta, he danced like that. We locked eyes, and he immediately need, like people are hungry in 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 UK universities. It's it's just always on. He made his way to me and we went ham. <laughs> Homeboy was pulling my hair. He was pulling your hair. He's the um G easy to my Meg the Stallion. Like he was <laughs> putting my hair, gripping me. He was ready to risk it all. He was ready to have mixed babies. And he was like, Should you go back to your place? And I was like, Oh no, I'm still Christian. I'm not that I'm not that English. <laughs> Meanwhile, so, are you sure, darling? Are you sure? I was like, Yeah, no. Still have a bit of Were you really? Still want, yeah. Christian. Yeah, is oh, that the reason why no, you're taking home? No, I had I had like a Christian hangover, like that guilt. Oh. Like I have to save my period, I have to save my cherry for my man. Oh, that is so lame. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're a mess, darling. I'm a mess. But okay. do you have any other romantic ambitions? Romant? I don't believe in romance anymore. Um, oh. And wait, what do you versus? Wait, no. Okay, I don't. No. Be- no, I really, I don't believe in romance, no. and I'm still thinking about it. Like I'm trying to understand. The point of romance i also haven't seen i mean romance doesn't have longevity in my view it's like a honeymoon phase so for me it's what i want is <laughs> i still want to meet i want to bump into my go. my nordic this, king this in a coffee shop and randomly and, and, and chemistry and sparks and he owns an oil rig and he, <laughs> so he just an ethical oil rig yeah <laughs> It's green And oil. that's not romantic at all, guys. No. Like, this is just... Oh, no, he makes solar panels, but green ones somehow. I make solar panels. Solar. How do they speak there? Solar I'm panels. I'm from Denmark. I panel. make solar... <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, but you can... No, no, no. The and then... Ha- and then we become best friends, and then we get married. And then suddenly, out of the blue, this rich Danish king proposed. <laughs> and what can I do, guys? And Tombi, I had to say yes. <laughs> What can I do in Santa? Okay, okay, don't shoot that. No, but what? Oh, there's so much to chat about. I think with you, when you find a new theory that makes a lot of sense, you like jump onto it fully. Yeah. And I think there's an, an importance in first knowing that you 
which you know, I'm sure, you are as an as intelligent and critical as the person who had the theory, and that theory can be challenged. And so, like, yes, romance is a I scam, but it's an but it's an experience, and you can still want the experience, knowing that it's performative. You can still want the performance. Like, I know it's contrived to buy me flat, but I would love that. That's part of the. I'd love to feel doted on, and it's a performance, but it's a dance we learn to appease each other, all the time. I see. I I see. I think it comes down to semantics again. So for me, that buying me flowers every now and again transcends romance and becomes, you know that I like gifts. You know that this means something to me. And because you know that, you want to do it out of loving me. And so you Uh, do it. What if he doesn't? What if he's like, I actually don't enjoy this. I think it's a waste of money, but it's for you. Yes. Like just (laughs) the way I will... I will clean the gunk out of your sink because you believe that I pile all my gunk I'll clean, in your sink. You'll clean the gunk out of my sink because I told you not to wash your dish, your rice in my sink and I don't like it when the catch is full of your raw vegan feed. My like raw vegan feed. But so it's that it's that kind of thing where mm. it really doesn't take anything away from me to do something a little extra Do you not want romance? Like, okay, let me paint the scene. It's it's a paint the scene. Romance, paint darling. Your, paint your damn scene. So yeah, you're together. You're living in Parkhurst or wherever. Okay, you're living in Malmo, and <laughs> is that a real place? Mal- oh my god, don't say that. You have to delete this. No, it's literally a place. Why must I delete this? Because it's a place. I'm editing this podcast. I'm keeping in all the shit. I'm leaving in all her delete stammering. <laughs> Y'all think she's just this eloquent dolphin. I delete all my stammering all the time. Couldn't be so eloquent. I'm like, stop, guys. No, stop. No. no. She's literally like a billy goat. Literally, I delete. I spend. <laughs> I spend three hours editing. <laughs> That's Mukundra. But don't you want like I do love the idea of a romantic gesture. So Hitch was incredibly manipulative that movie but like something lighter that was a bit intense uh-huh. something lighter like someone being like after this dinner we're going on a boat ride oh was hitch the one where he basically stalked her and then he knew everything she'd like he found out about his, her immigrant parents and that they're on an island they kept records of them uh-huh. and so she oh, yeah, took her on a boat ride just to show him that and she was in tears she was like these were slaves he yeah. like couldn't find them and it was actually really a mess okay and scary like pick up Pick up, what are they called? Doctors. Pick up doctors. The thing is, how long can romance last? It can. I was asking a married friend about this last week. And and they were like, no, it just changes as you grow. I was like... I'm terrified of the day where I wake up and my loins aren't frothing for you. I'm like, gosh. That's the thing. I'm scared. That's when I get divorced. But that's why Alain de Botton also talks about different ways of having, of relationships. Like, how, how do we expect one person... To be best friend, lover, child rearing partner, partner, educator, um, fellow intellectual, you know, stimulator, yeah. sports partner, travel mate. It's a lot. Is it though? Because I like all those things. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I want to ask you now, Kundra, what are some of the ways you have let people down? Why'd you ask me that? Well, <laughs> What are the ways I let people down? Yeah. Okay, so linked to like contentment and ambition, like, okay, I know for for me it's very linked. I don't know if you want me to go first. Oh, maybe explain the link. Yeah, that would be helpful. So the link for me is that it's it actually is my ambition that lets people down or because it is rooted in unrealistic um, ideals for myself, given my current self. Okay. I, I make promises to myself or to others about myself that are based on a futuristic or the best me that I want to be, not the me that I am now. You're... And therefore... So you waste people's time. I waste people's time. I cancel. I under... under pro, I over-promise and under-deliver. But it's all Can social. Imagine, like I don't, guys? I don't do that for work. So if you want to come... If you want to pay me money to for do my work, over. I'm going to do it right. Don't worry. But yeah, mm. so that's how I let people down. So that's why that's linked for me. Mine is guilt. I over-promise out of guilt of being i'm a good are you a good friend if like your actions don't reflect like i'm a good friend but in practice am i there for people do i make time for them i don't know so that's the ways i let people down like today i was supposed to skype my bestie and things got in the way lamb shopping lamb shopping yak insisting going to hip-hop class then insisting on going shopping what do you mean yeah it's been there it's a staple it's i don't understand you're just making excuses that's bad planning you should have planned to talk to your friend no, this plan. afternoon it's... when nothing's happening no no i planned but then you wanted to go food shopping as well so that's the ways i think i promise a lot because rather th- i should say 
yeah, I don't say no enough. I I try to fit people in, but I also I'm not honest about the recovery time I need from work from like Monday to Friday. I do need mm. a full ass Saturday and Sunday just like doing nothing. I think so. I think that you are very optimistic with what you can get done. Um, yeah, and and unfortunately, it or it always backfires, and you end up overworked, tired, irritated, um, and disappointed in yourself. Exit. Thanks for that. Sure. Let me ask you so something. Just turn your ambition down. What are some character adjustments? Um, what are your ambitions for your character? in 2020 <laughs> my character's I'm, perfect i'm not changing a thing really Is no like to no i'm doing an overhaul i'm doing a character haul <laughs> and i am definitely going to what i would what i would love for myself is to be more calm and measured mm. <laughs> when it comes to committing to be really okay with letting people down like you said you said it so beautifully i'm not going to try and recreate that um but really to be at peace with with disappointing people and letting them down um in in the you know initially so saying no or you know not being available for people even when they want me to be just to be able to listen to myself actually i started backwards the beginning the summary of it all is to be more true to myself to and then to be to observe myself where i am realistically and and accept that and then from there start making i can make promises decisions um and moves from there if i then i know how i want to change when i when i see myself where mm. i am but i've been seeing myself in a future place and then the pr- the reality of now doesn't live up and then i oh. i crash and like trying to make that leap with yes. every promise is so difficult yes yes that's what would happen i would try to make the leap with every promise that's so well said interesting so that's what i'm adjusting this year um, and i feel like i'd rather be known as the friend who's never available than the friend who always promises correct correct i'd just rather be never available yeah um yeah and th- but another thing that i do want to do though is so i i always have um like performance anxiety when it comes to meeting up with friends so there is not one meet up that i can think of where i've felt like just pure joy and excitement like performing I've, what performance. that's that's all I, i've termed it performance anxiety but like i've always every time i've got to go see a friend i kind of hope they'll call and cancel it's really weird like i just mm. hope for some reason it'll be off and i can sit in bed and watch the flash on netflix season one we're not getting paid <laughs> do not plug them okay wait when you say performance anxiety do you feel you have to show up as a certain yak and it's performing to that standard let me see. I know it's, I'm thinking of the energy that I'll need to use to be there. Um, yes, 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 it is. So a couple of people like invited me to go out to a club with them tonight. And I just thought to myself, like, first of all, I'm, we met in gym, like, and I'm hype here, but like, you don't know me when I'm not. I also go to bed at 10 or at least I'm tired by nine thirty, And like all these things that I think you're going to want me to be this hype, this, um, charismatic, this fun, chick that dances and blah blah blah. i'm i'm not going to be able to live up to that for you Mm, like Um, only in the 59 minutes of our class am i that yes Mm. yeah and hmm, but with normal friends i think i think it's a come down from being a people pleaser like Mm. um where i used to i used to do a lot of performative things for my friends and sacrifice myself and my comfortability to make sure that they were fine them not knowing Mm. and it's knowing that that i'm going to have to pull up you know which which clown suit is it today um (laughs) which one's dry cleaned yeah exactly which one's dry cleaned which um shame if any of my friends listen to this like it's really really i've improved so much like don't worry and they do listen you're getting a real (laughs) a real knack this year actually no my closest friends have always gotten a real knack but still for some reason you have the yeah yeah or like i only want to see them alone when other people are involved that's it the anxiety comes up when they invite me with a group of people that i'm like oh god do you feel like okay they're trying to show me off and which me or what maybe but also i think my energy is just lower than i've advertised and so i really just want to be i just want to be a like a bum with them or just chilled and i don't want to have to crack jokes my brilliant jokes yeah. That's hard. I always admired people like you who Thank could you. like work a room, but now I don't. 
Okay, so what character adjustments are you going to make, <laughs> you whole? Which is a good thing, by the way. Being a whole, we don't slut shame here. Um, we also don't believe in binaries, so it's not good or bad. It just is a thing. Okay, carry on. I'm dead. You're trying to cover your... Girl, you're I'm going covering to all my bases. You accounted for your transphobia. When, when you called people, you said men, you said hi, men and ladies or something. I'm like cutting that. that shit out. No one's <laughs> gonna know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think I'm probably, maybe I'm not making any. No, okay, I'd like to be kinder. <laughs> no, please, you gotta make a adjustment. <laughs> please, guys, we need this. <laughs> no, yes, I'll be. I'm trying to be kinder to me as well. That's not a joke. I mean, uh, no. I, and I genuinely mean that. I I know and that's no. I mean, no, I'm not trying to true. be kind of to you. And the reason why I ask is because I don't think I need more kindness. You're so self-absorbed. Why would you at all think about yourself? How do? You, how is that even self-absorbed? Why would you start with? You? I'm trying to get the Gemini. full circle. What did Gemini specialize in besides self-obsession? <laughs> Honestly, we are the most. Evolved. I need an answer from Nunu. If I need you... an answer from uh, Nyak. I need an answer from Boba. I need an answer from who else do I know? Oh, who is that awesome Gemini that we know and love? Isn't Sharmadina Gemini? Yeah, but she, she, we don't know her. Um, there's a crazy male celebrity that's no I'm trying to be kinder I think listening to Alan de Botton just realizing how cruel we all are to each other as defense mechanisms and he talks a lot about when we get a rude text or email when someone's rude to us we perceive rudeness um, we perceive a lot of people's anxiety as being rude mm-hmm. people are just anxious about something and so I, I'd love to be kind I think I've learned I'm very critical of people and I've learned that's a learned behavior so I think I might start going to therapy for that. I'll see. I'm having my first Yay. session and I'll see if I want to continue. But yeah, I know that I'm a kind person. So I want to be kind. I just have to break this shell that I have that I've learned. Yeah. Oh, well done. I want to be kinder. And I really think the journey to being kinder. Yeah, you're not even going to need to pay for therapy. You've got me. Is starts with you. Like, I know that's so cliche, but you'll be kinder to yourself. And maybe then you will start being more realistic with what you want to give of yourself are kind people employable in goop they are oh god on that (laughs) night darling okay um are there any pros or what are your pros and cons for um future planning in the realm of ambition like like, is there even a role for for planning yeah i think the the, for me the con of planning is that it's all future payoff and that's upsetting it's just upsetting like why can't i have things now um, I think the pro is that it's a kind thing to do for future self. So if I can save a bit of money today or save a bit of something today for tomorrow, it's like when you don't, you know, when you're eating a cake and you've got like a quarter left and you're like, should I just throw it in or should I just yeah. leave it? And then the next day you're so grateful. It's such a nice little morsel to come to. Yeah. I love that. Like leaving little gifts for myself for the future. That's so, it's, so sweet. Yeah. The, the, the the essence, the the pros and the con and the con is in the pro. The futureness of it is is very wonderful and also very distressing. Wow, that's actually quite profound. So it's for you to balance up in the moment who you're prioritizing. Future you, yeah. Is future you detrimental to the moment or helpful to the moment, basically? And it's it's never helpful to the moment. It sucks because it's deprivation in the moment, but. I know that tomorrow is coming. But that's my question. That extra little piece of cake that you leave for future you, which is a kind thing for the future, once you know that you're being nice to yourself, how could that possibly be detrimental now? Like, doesn't that shift Mm. the experience of now? Uh, Yes. And I think it depends on the time. So me withholding cake today for tomorrow is one thing. Honestly, our life revolves around (laughs) cake. Cake. (laughs) That's all we know. Um, Me withholding spending money today for 20-year me, like... For right. me in the next 20 years is very different. So I think it depends on the timelines. Right, 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 right. Okay. What about you? What are your, what do you enjoy about planning for future self? Do you do any of that at the moment? Um, Very little. I do it because I think I should do it. And so I'm still adjusting my relationship to planning and ambition. Mm. Um. Because I do, I feel like planning gives me direction and purpose. However, like as we've been discussed, I think that purpose is somewhat perverted because my purpose is answered in the fact that I exist. I have fulfilled my purpose, if you know what I mean. And so I need to just exist more. So you toggle between two things. How do you, is it possible to get things done when you toggle between two extremes? Like philosophical 
Um, no. So. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not possible. Exhibit A. Um, no, it's not possible. And that is why I've been stuck for, gosh, since my, maybe since I've been like 16. Why don't you pick a, what I do now, any new thing I start, I do it for a full year. You did that last year and it was yeah. great to yeah, see. Yeah, I just thought... And now look, here is birthed, I said what I said. Yeah, I said what I said. Um, yeah, just do it for a full year. Give yourself some time to get over that hump of, I judge things very quickly and I think I know better than Everyone. things. Sorry, you say your point. <laughs> and did you hear she didn't take it back? So that's just there. Because um, <laughs> I say what I said. <laughs> So I feel, feel like since you have different philosophies, why don't you give each a year? This year, decide on one. Believe that there's no future or believe that there is a future and work towards the thing and just see what that holds next Feb. Just see what that's left you with. Yeah. And just pick one. And funny enough, I think I'm going to pick the one that I believe in which the is? most, which is that there is no future. Like oh if God. I have to... Darling, you pay most of the rent. Just as long as you have your money in order. <laughs> and we don't need this. That's the thing. What's the thing, Nan? Okay, so what, what's this going to no, mean? No, it's what's just opening up mean? a new rabbit hole. I think we need to close this off. What's this going to mean financially, darling? Please. No, no. It mean, oh, you know what? It actually will mean that I'll make more money than I've ever made before. Okay. Because, okay, yeah, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and fucking do it. And just and I'm so scared of working so hard that I don't have time to watch Netflix. So now... That needs to be interrogated too, though. I think, I think there's something wrong, by the way. With what? I think your watching habits are a symptom of something being up. I don't think they oh, are normal for you. Oh, that I'm not in a good place. Something. Yeah, it's, it's escapism. It's esca- Something's for not right. For sure it's escapism. It. It's definitely escapism. Escapism. Whatever. I you think you should pay for a, a session for me to go to your therapist. I might consider that strongly. Yeah, I'm open to that. Especially mm. if you ask. If you've asked me. Yeah. If you want. Well, yeah. This is the Mukunba we, we love to see. I'm good when I have money. She really is, though. I have money. I'm, I'm fun to be around. Yeah, there's a lot you were saying there. So which, so, so tell us more about the, the, the philosophy you're picking this year. Um. Oh, right. So the philosophy will most likely be that um none of it matters, and um except my experience and and that I am magical and I can have everything I want mm. and therefore go about creating it. Like just go, go um labia to the wall. And do it all. Ay, look at me! I love that. Yeah, yeah. that is ironic that because you believe you can do everything, you are going to be more organized yeah. and you'll actually end up doing more yeah. in order to equip yourself with the, either the money, the resources, the skills to do what you want to do. Yeah. Very interesting. You think that was the opposite, but you'd end up doing You nothing. would, though. You would. And that all comes from having no ambition, which I love for me. Mm. no external ambition like I don't need to be any different or better than I am now but now that none of it matters now I can play what are your little ambitions like mine like um Mm -hmm. yeah what's your equivalent of the things you want to do here and there with your life yeah so what do you want to do before you die just list some things on your head so even all of those things like I haven't let myself dream for like six eighteen years just be- because of that, because of the fear of getting things wrong. So mm. I've shut all my dreams down. So the only things that are immediate that if you tell me, what would you do if you had all the money and you didn't need to do anything anymore, I would sit and sew all day in my room is the first thing I'd do. And, and then after clothes, get old. Four- then, day 14 and get old. Then I'd do nails. Till <laughs> <laughs> day 12, get old, yes. Then I would start traveling and just see things and people. I'd have a lot of sex all around the world. Then that would get old. All lies. You wouldn't do it. You probably wouldn't do it. If I had all stuff. the money, you think I'd just sit and watch Netflix? You have enough money to have sex around the world. You haven't. But it's access. And then I have oh, to keep making the money. So I have the money for one month. And then next month, I have to keep working. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Triggering. Triggering. Alrighty. Although that's a terrible place to end the podcast. It's a this great place. we do. I think it's an absolutely terrible place. That's a great place. Like it's open-ended, it's frayed. Yeah, it is frayed. It is a frayed-ass corner. Yeah, it's that broken bridge that nobody fixed and now comes yeah. zooming off the end. I know. My closing thoughts are, take it from, let's learn from Jack's. You're so, honestly, no, 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 no not like that. I don't mean like that. Okay. I believe... Alligator snake. <laughs> if you aren't doing it in some rudimentary form now, when you have money, there's a chance you won't. 
So if you are, so that should liberate you to know that truly what you think you'd want if you had more, you probably don't. There's something around that that it might represent for you. Mm. And that's okay. It's all okay. No, just saying that should liberate you. Um, you did not ever imagine you'd be here two years ago. So what does that say about how your ambitions are and how you might not be living in, in, in the present and being content and grateful and proud of yourself? So I would suggest trying to live in that space a bit more. Um, that's assuming that it's better now by default. That's assuming that's better now. Something is better now. So you need to look and find that. There are things that okay. are worse, but some things are. Okay. Look and find that thing, folks. Mm. That's my that's my message to myself. Now I have more money than I've had in a year. Um, and every Everybody's day I just eat smash burgers. Mm. So I need to think about how do I not end up in the same place as last year? Mm. How can I be? So I just think let's, yeah, be grateful for where we are. That's positive and like, mm check our ambition not mm. for it to make us ungrateful or un unsatisfied dissatisfied mm. with what we've actually achieved mm. we've all achieved a lot i love that i really have nothing to add to that i i, I love everything you've said and i don't want to, to bastardize to... actually oh. mm. you said you were going to be nicer i didn't say but not to you remember that dragon snake dragon have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful my Monday. girls and gays. Monday, yes. have a wonderful Sunday for New Yorkers. Monday for South Africans. Maybe Monday night for Australians. The down and yeah, yeah, our friends down and under. Let's end with a song. Join our Facebook group. Bye, and our Instagram. Bye. So I tell you guys, I'm reincarnating, I think, as a middle-aged racist Australian man. Okay, right. we're really ending So excited. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.